Okay, welcome back with your host, the ex-Google, ex-Facebook tech lead. And, you know, as a Mac user for the past eight years or so, this is a real turning point for me because I'm finally switching back to the PC. And I wanted to explain how I came to this decision through a really bizarre turn of events because I was not expecting to make this video. So let me explain what happened. About a month ago, Intel and Asus decided to send me this beauty of a laptop. It is the Asus Zephyrus ROG Duo 15 powered by the 10th gen Intel i7 processors. It's a very nice gaming laptop. And I thought, okay, cool. Maybe I can play some games on that, make a video about it. And that'll be that. But then and after that, I was left with both of these laptops and I found myself continuing to play games on the PC delighted by the technological advancements that the PC laptops had made above standard typical MacBook fare. Like for example, you've got a dual touchscreen here, RGB keyboards. This monitor is a 300 hertz refresh rate compared to just say 60 hertz from the MacBook Pro. And of course the graphics card and Nvidia RTX 2070, latest state of the art graphics for playing the newest games out there. But in any case, I was planning for an extended trip. So I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna bring the MacBook Pro. Now this keyboard is terrible, it's still the butterfly switcher. So I was going to bring an HHKB keyboard with me to pair along with that. And then even still, I would not be able to play any games. And frankly for me, since I travel quite a bit, I was getting really tired of always leaving my PlayStation 4 at home. And I wanted to be able to get back into gaming more. And I just felt that this isn't a good lifestyle. It's not the lifestyle of a millionaire if I'm just out there not able to enjoy games and not really able to taste the luxuries of life. So I thought, okay, I'm going to bring this laptop to the PC gaming laptop. And then I also have an iPad Pro here, which I like to bring along when I'm on the trains or at the airport or in a cafe for some lightweight computer usage. And then I realized this is, it's a lot of stuff. Do I really want to carry all this stuff with me? So I started thinking about ways to downsize. And so it all got me thinking about one of the most popular setups people have today, which is that you have a gaming desktop PC at home, and then you can pair that with another lightweight laptop for when you're on the go. And then that laptop would be very lightweight, like say a MacBook Air, a Chromebook, or a very cheap laptop. And then I realized, well, what if I were to use the iPad Pro here as my cheap lightweight laptop, and then I can carry this PC as my gaming PC at home, and that pretty much sets up my combination. Then I can have something lightweight for when I'm on the go at the airport or on the trains. And then I can use this PC laptop kind of like my home gaming setup. Good for gaming, coding, content creation, video editing, or any type of heavy duty productivity work. Not to mention, I can bring this around when I go traveling, dock it in hotels, and still have full access to everything I need right here. Now, the funny thing is the more I think about the MacBook, I mean, yes, it is a very productive machine. The OS is very clean. I probably do prefer Mac OS to Windows. I'm more productive on it, or it could just be that I'm not used to Windows quite yet. But it also got me thinking that this productivity machine should not belong in the hands of a millionaire, right? Like this is for employees, people who need to get work done. Why do I need to be so productive all the time? Can I sustain like a 10% drop in productivity in exchange for having some of the coolest, latest hardware out there, advanced graphics and gaming capability. And you know, when I was thinking about what am I actually doing on the Mac? Well, 90% of that activity is Chrome and Chrome is available on Windows as well. The experience is virtually identical. And then I also spend a lot of time in Adobe Premiere Pro for video editing, Photoshop, and those Adobe licenses transfer right over to Windows as well It's cross compatible so that you don't have to buy the licenses twice as you used to have to. And then I also do some coding on the terminal using Visual Studio Code or Sublime Text. And Windows has all of these things except for terminal, but they've got 
Windows subsystem for Linux now, which is quite good. So that's a Linux terminal emulator for your local operating system, and it makes it more suitable for programmers. You know, I remember back in the day you had to install SigWin and it was a real hassle, but nowadays WSL is sufficient. Now that said, there are still some quirks in there, but I find if I'm using say Visual Studio Code for most of my development environment anyways, and I use VS Code on Mac as well, then most of the time I'm not using the terminal much either way. Like there's a lot of extensions for source control or remote SSH into web servers, so you may not need the terminal much either way, although it is there. And actually, even for content creation, like when I'm editing videos in Premiere, I find that I can drag the timeline onto the second screen and then use that to edit my videos. And then for the main screen, I can see my video very nice and large, which makes it a nicer workflow for me. And then do you know what's the other activity that I spend a lot of time doing on this MacBook? I'm staring there, stressing out, thinking about what I'm gonna do because there's no games to play. And actually, I even developed some teeth grinding, my dentist told me, because I'm just too stressed all the time. And it's because you can't really play good games on this machine, not the type of games I wanna play, like AAA games with really good graphics. Like if I'm gonna play a game, I wanna play something good. And so you're just left here staring into the void that is the screen. And you know, for the past eight years, I've just missed out on a lot of PC games. And so this is, it's kind of a conscious decision for me to say, I'm gonna get back into gaming. I'm gonna bring it back into my life as a way to bring more balance into my life, to be able to relax more, as well as to enjoy some of the finer things in life because gaming is, is big now. I mean, some of these games have multi-million dollar budgets, bigger than movies, and some of the best times in my childhood were playing Diablo 2 with my siblings. So yes, you can totally ignore gaming and say you're just going to be a productivity workhorse, but what type of life is that where you just ignore all of the nice things about it? Maybe you should carve out some time to enjoy some games, to relax, and it will make you healthier for it. Who knows? Okay, so here are my reasons. Number one, a conscious decision to get back into gaming because gaming is the spice of life. And why do I need to be a maximum 100% productivity workhorse anyways as a semi-retired millionaire, right? Like sure, Mac OS is nice and clean, but if I'm using Chrome most of the time anyways, then the experience is pretty much going to be identical. Reason number two is you actually get better hardware most of the time for a lower price. So this one has two screens. You've got a touch screen here. You've got RGB keyboards. This screen blazing fast, 300 Hertz refresh, plus the all important GPU. Now, sure, maybe the MacBook Pro looks better because of it's a unibody aluminum casing, but you have to understand that this is also an office machine. And so therefore the airflow, the thermals are just not going to be as good for gaming. Like you cannot power this that fast if you want to be able to play games on it. And really for a mobile sleek productivity, you can always use an iPad Pro, which is kind of what I'll be using. And then at least for me, my third reason, and maybe one of the most important is that I'm excited by PCs again, and I want to see what's been going on in the PC world. I feel like I've been gone from the world too long, and I want to just see what's going on in there, right? Like the Mac OS ecosystem, it hasn't changed that much. It's been pretty much continuing its slow push, just changing its UI designs every single year. And look, I get it already, new fonts, new colors. We kind of had this heyday over the past decade where Mac OS rose to power, but most of the world continues to use Windows, and I think it's important to understand the Windows operating system. And it's like 80% of Asia is using Windows. So Windows is still big in many parts of the world. The US maybe is like 60% is on Windows. But you know, if anything can take down MacBooks, I would say it is gaming laptops especially as more of our usage consolidates to just surfing the net on Chrome or Firefox. 
then you know what really separates apart the PC from the Mac is going to be maybe gaming capability, lower prices for more advanced hardware, or maybe it's simply what you find to be more technologically inspiring for you considering that both of these machines are pretty similar at this point. Now, for those of you who are also making this switch from Mac to Windows, I have a few tips for you to help you out. Number one is that I'm using sharp keys with auto hotkeys for the keyboard shortcuts in order to use the same keyboard layout as I use on the Mac just to make my transition over easier. So I will have links to the scripts that I'm using in the video description below if you want to check that out and use my same key scripts. And I'm also using Google Drive to share files across my devices. On MacBook, yeah, maybe you had AirDrop. It was fast over Bluetooth. Google Drive, it goes over Wi-Fi, maybe a little bit slow but it may be fine for your usage if you don't transfer files all too often or you can also use a cable if you wanted to. And then for coding, I'm using Windows Subsystem for Linux with Windows Terminal, which mostly works, although there's still some issues, like there's not great support for finding words in the terminal. Remote mounting file systems and then opening files using an external editor or opening symbolic links to files using external editors and various fringe cases. Now there are workarounds for all of this and I also find that if you're just using say Visual Studio Code for most of your development, workflow anyways, then that takes care of a lot of things for you either way. And other than that, the PC pretty much has all my favorite applications like Sublime Text, the Adobe Creative Suite, Chrome, Firefox, VLC, and Steam. So there you have it, a whole new world for me to explore. And I find myself excited about technology once again. And you know, I wouldn't be so surprised if maybe this type of setup may be the setup in the future where people are using like a gaming laptop for their home setup. And then maybe they carry around like a really lightweight iPad or Chromebook or just some sort of lightweight mobile device for when they're on the go. Oh, and one more thing I almost forgot, but I wanted to show you. I'm also going to be bringing along for my travels this, a smaller lightweight portable charger. So this is using a new type of charging technology known as GAN or gallium nitride. And so when you compare this to say a traditional Apple charger, it's actually smaller, not to mention it contains two USB-C charging ports so that you can charge multiple devices, maybe your phone and a laptop. So this one in particular is the Chotec 100 watt charger. Thanks to Chotec for providing this for us. Not to mention they also have this braided cable. It's a very softer, lighter weight type of material compared to say, traditional cables that are hard and plasticky and very stiff. I'll have links for these, by the way, in the description if you want to learn more. But let me know, what are your thoughts on the ideal setup of machines to have? Post them in the comments below. I'll see you there. If you liked the video, please give it a like and subscribe. I appreciate that, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks, bye.